When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you really want to do this, huh? <laughs> I'm enjoying this already. No, 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 Don't lecture me, you fucking can opener. Maze, you better fire it up, dude. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boy. Drive your fucking Wally Bird. They laugh in New York and they they laugh in San Francisco, but they will not be laughing. This was, that was a curious move, Dave. Yeah, I don't understand why you want to launch something like this without support for every major device. It, it basically says to those people who have an Amazon Fire Stick or a Roku, don't bother. This isn't worth your time. There is no planned date for that. And I saw some stat like 70% of people have Fire Sticks, which is a shockingly large number, but... I do have an Apple TV, so I was able to get HBO Max going. And I got to say, I enjoyed the user experience. I'm enjoying some of the new content that they're putting up that we'll get into. But Jake, you're not too enthused. Coming from the position of just feeling like overwhelmed by this nonsense. Take another year to debut. You got HBO Go. So you just don't feel like it's necessary. I feel it's absolutely unnecessary, to be honest with you. But if you already have HBO Now, which yes, is the way that you get HBO if you don't have cables, right? It just automatically updated. I have been ignoring it because I'm I'm just saturated and I I'm not interested. So it makes sense that seventy percent of streaming people have Fire Sticks over. Apple TV, right? Given the price point. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like a weird move. But are most people using this by their laptop or phone? It is on the phones, all iPhones. HBO Now is now HBO Max. But who is watching HBO on their phone? Here's what surprised me, though. 1595 1595 Dave. 
it's pretty bizarre that it, it's that that price point because as of now, as as Mays alluded to, there's not a ton of original content on there. You've got Love Life, which is um, the Anna Kendrick sitcom about romance and dating and whatnot. Oh, Love Life. Yes, zero you... interest. Zero. <laughs> yeah, Less not a... than zero. I'm not going a... full Brad Easton Ellis here. Less <laughs> not, than zero. Not a splashy, you know, high-profile release. It's a small sort of relationship dramedy thing. Yeah. And then you've got an, uh, an Funny Elmo. A... people, if you will. A talk show starring yes. the puppet Elmo. <laughs> yes, I actually read this article. <laughs> I'm not against this. John Mulaney, right? On his some, face. Some quirky guests, some Sesame yeah. Street level guests. I'm fine with that. I think it's yeah. cute. And, yeah. you know, if they asked me to write for that show, I would do it in a heartbeat. That's a big <laughs> thumbs up. But... That's maybe the second most high-profile show on uh, that's new. Then you've got some reality stuff. There's the documentary about Russell Simmons' sexual assault allegations, which is, in, in, in any other time in American history, would be a big story. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, we're living in a world where people are being murdered by the police and <laughs> there's a virus killing hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, I could tell you one thing, Dave. It wasn't made by Russell Simmons. Correct. If this is going to be a premium service that's going to replace HBO now, it should have more original content at its debut. I think what they're, they they planned on, what they expected was people would spend $15 because they want every episode of Friends, because they want all eight Harry Potter movies, because they want the back catalog of DC Comics movies and all that stuff. Release the Snyder Cut! Yes, people people Wait, got excited DC, about this. It's DC. not coming out for a year. Does anybody care about DC movies? Sure, there's millions of people who do. I mean, other than Batman them. by Nolan? You know what's funny? The Nolan Batmans are not on there yet. Oh, oh come on. Aquaman, very popular oh. movie, made a billion dollars at the box office worldwide. Wonder Woman, very popular. Hear that, Jake? A billion dollars. I know, I know. I know. One billion no, it was the joke I'm not of saying it, it was the running joke of I know, all the I'm, fucking I'm, show. I'm not saying its artistic merit is very high, but I it know. was very popular. So I think they're counting on that. Even though it seems strange that there's not a lot of original content, I am very excited about a lot of the library titles that are available either for the first time in America or the first time in a place that is obvious and easy to access. So I hopefully we get to talk about some of the stuff that's on there that is older, that's more obscure, that's that's from cable channels that you probably never watched before. So on that note, Isn't I think it is worth thing? it. Isn't that a good thing, though, that there are cable channels we've never watched? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it pays a lot of people's salaries. It's a Jake. reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but there's good stuff on there. There's a lot of really good British TV that okay. is on HBO like Max that I want to I want to shout out when we get to that part. Of it the show. mentioned in the thread. It sounds like a great service to have somebody else's password. You know, absolutely. And Maybe I'm not sharing it with any of you. Maybe do co-ops. Like, hey, let's ten of us just go in on this. Well, the thing is, is that I was already paying fourteen ninety nine for HBO Now. 
So you're just transitioning. It's just a supersized version of the previously existing streaming service. For you, yeah. And the backlog of content. So Dave's going to talk about obscure British TV shows, and I'm going to talk about the Turner Classic Movies channel, which is just a goldmine. Basically, unless you're paying... For the Criterion Collection, which I the real cinephiles out there, that's their go-to during the quarantine is they're hitting up all the Criterion movies they never watched before and getting the most out of that service. But I logged in, I hit the Turner category, and in the first row, Jake, we've got 2001 A Space Odyssey, and we've got the 400 Blows. Commercial free. This is awesome. Yeah. My bad. You know who loves this channel more than anybody is Miami Steve Van Zandt, Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> guitar player. He's always <laughs> shouting out TCM. Tonight on TCM, he's like, he's the cheerleader for the channel. And TCM's I love great. it. There's a ton I, of no, wonderful no, movies I, on there. You're right. Look, that's a great channel. I got rid of cable. I never spent much time with it. But when HD started and they were transitioned, that's when I spent the most time rewatching i'm not a big rewatcher in general but i i know what you mean maze because more than ever hulu used to have criterion right for a time and and i saw some cool things uh, netflix used to have more great classic films than it does now right this has been the issue that's they strip this content away to isolate it everybody's trying to isolate their libraries to maximize their content it's just a bummer, man. There's too fucking many. There's too many, but there's it seems more like there, there's a consolidation that's happening versus what you're describing. At least from my perspective, you think about five years ago, you had what? services like Filmstruck. You have Comedy Central has their own over-the-top addition to Amazon that you can pay for as $5 a month. You can get everything from Comedy Central. There are all kinds of services like vh1 i think had one where you could pay extra for that like there were all these channels uh-huh. that were forcing yeah. you to pay extra if you wanted to cut the cord it's, oh, it was see. a nominal yeah. fee but uh-huh. it, they existed and so now what seems to be happening is these mega corporations these yeah. these parasitic entities that run our society yeah they are consolidating their libraries into these behemoth that's what i'm saying services disney took all their content away started their own thing i know that there are there seem like there are more services but there really are fewer because it's it's easier to access the content that you want because it's all in one place versus oh is this going to be on amazon is this on netflix is this does cartoon network have its own service does does um nickelodeon have their own service now it's just you know basically going to be four or five of these that exist. It's still the same amount of money that you would be paying for cable. So everyone's getting hosed on that front. But at least I know where I can find the office. On that front, it's so nice. I guess this gets to my fundamental issues. I'm not a rewatcher. And it seems like we've become a culture, maybe more than ever because of streaming. 100%. Rewatchers, rewatching everything. What is that? What causes that? It's the desire to not be fully engaged with what you're watching, to have something as background filler, to have something that you can dick around on your phone while you watch. And there's a familiarity and a coziness to going to hang out at Central Perk 
or at Dunder Mifflin where you know the beats and you know the jokes and you can just kind of sink into it without full engagement. Huh. And I know what you're saying about not wanting to rewatch, but are you applying that same thought to movies you haven't seen in like over 10 to 20 years? Cause those are fun, right? Absolutely. And especially when you're deep diving somebody or something, right? Like I've done the Kubrick deep dive a couple of times, you know, so multiple watches of those kinds of movies. But it seems like I'm just going by what Dave said about The Office. I guess I don't have a show like that. Once Upon a Time, did, did The Simpsons like that, I right. guess. But, but more because you would sit down and at a certain time and that's what would be available on the television. Yeah, it was more because you were restricted than anything else. And it's the syndication yeah. effect. That's how... I watched Seinfeld for the first time was it was on syndication. Yes. And they would play two or four a day and I would crank through all of those. And it's definitely something that I used to do when I was younger with DVDs. I rewatched The Simpsons over and over again. But The Office and Friends are somehow the most monoculture things we have currently. You can definitely have a conversation with just about anyone based on The Office. And that's a weird phenomenon that's a mix of Netflix yeah. algorithm guiding everyone towards the same shit and then people wanting low-stress watching. Yeah, I didn't do The Office. Either one? It wasn't my thing either, the, the either US one. one. I love the British one. Well, aren't you guys cool? <laughs> Just a couple of cool guys. Well, you know, you know how I feel about sitcoms in general. Yeah. So this is—I know who I'm talking to. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I skipped them all. I mean, <laughs> Cheers, though. I, I saw Cheers. I'm not really a, a rewatcher in the yeah. way that you're describing Maze, yeah. but I know a lot of people are. I like these services because it offers me the ability to discover things, to watch mm -hmm. things that I haven't seen before. In the yeah. way that maybe in my childhood, I'd be able to wander a blockbuster and see mm. swingers and be like, oh, I've heard this is good. I've never seen it. And then it you know, changes your life in some way or influences you to do something or be somebody. There are a lot of movies that I've never taken the time to watch. A lot of classic films, a lot of newer films, because I have the option easily. I find my, my artistic input is going to be more varied versus oh i've got a collection of dvds and this is all i've got and you know i can always order one on netflix or buy it but it's just easier to 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 browse and to find things through these services you know it's funny dave i own about six dvds and i never watch it right i've never watched a single one of them. i always stayed away from it and again i was not a rewatcher by nature to me, it was like, that's a complete waste of money. It was a lifestyle thing in the same way that buying an album was like a lifestyle choice or like a, a, a point of pride of like, oh, look at all these things I've got on my shelf. You know, uh, yeah, it's a show so off. But thing. they were ugly. But they were ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's not, beautiful. It's, not like, it's not like a record or a book. You're DVD right. DVD packaging was always hideous. Clunky and silly looking. It's but flat, blue plastic. Check out my blue plastic collection on a natural wood stand. But I am very glad that I have some of these movies that might never, ever be on a streaming service. Right. I, I, 
I have Strange Days on DVD. It's it's nowhere to be found. I have Kids in the Hall Brain Candy. It's nowhere to be found. How are there things that aren't available? How Licensing rights. They feel like it's not financially feasible to have them. I don't know. I wish I could answer those questions. Strange Days, though? It's fascinating. I assume the bulk of them are rights issues or a lack to, of identifying rights. Like, I think Mr. Show must have been something like that. Yeah, Mr. Show is back on HBO Max. They finally got yeah. it. They didn't have Dennis Miller live for a long time. They still don't have weird uh, okay. stuff. I know. Weird stuff like Dream On, I don't think is on here. If you remember all of those old HBO sitcoms that were popular at the Cable Ace Awards every year. Rights issues are complicated. They're still complicated. There's a lot of things that still aren't on there for a number of reasons. Music rights are another thing. If, if it's a TV show like The State, the sketch comedy show, every yeah. episode was just filled to the brim with popular music cues. And they had to take them all out for for home video because they didn't want to <laughs> they didn't want right. to pay for Cannonball by the Breeders. Yeah. Yes, I remember those issues happening. Yes, it was a whole different licensing arrangement. And you don't want to pay the writers, you don't want to pay the showrunners, you don't want to pay the actors, the residuals. So it's, they just don't put it out because mm. they think no one's going to watch it. Dave, tell me a little bit about some of the uncovered gems you found on the service that you're most excited to watch first of all i would just want to say something about the organization of this thing i hate it <laughs> i thought i would like it i hate it there's the drop down the hamburger drop down menu and it's, it's organized by genre that's fine some people are like i'm in the mood for a comedy or i'm in the mood for a an international movie whatever that means <laughs> international i'm in the huh. mood for news and talk that's fine but then they've got these hubs, which is, I guess, a thing that was they were inspired by from Disney Plus. And Disney Plus has hubs based on all of these powerful mega brands. Pixar, Marvel, exactly. Nat Geo. Oh. So for HBO Max, they've got a big giant HBO button because this is basically just HBO now with a couple extra things. A DC button. So if you're a DC Comics person, you have that Sesame Workshop which is literally just Sesame Street. I don't understand why it needs to be a hub. It's just Sesame Street. TCM, which is a channel, but doesn't make its own content. And you click on TCM and you get a lot of old movies, but Little Shop of Horrors is on here. You get plenty of newer ones as well that don't seem like they fit in with (laughs) the Charlie Chaplin collection that they have. Makes no sense. Cartoon Network's got one, fine. Adult Swim's got one, great. There's not a lot of Adult Swim stuff on here. And that, I think, is because the rights will slowly expire and trickle back. Let me just shout out that Home Movies is on here, one of the funniest Adult Swim things they ever did. I don't think it's ever been on a streaming service before. It's hilarious. Space Ghost is on here. So those are two things that, if you're looking for something cartoony and strange to watch, or if you miss those shows... Those are on there. Something called Crunchyroll, which is, I guess, anime. It's just a bunch of anime, which I hate. I can't stand anime. It bothers me. <laughs> well, they put it in its own hub, Dave. You don't have to go to the Crunchyroll hub if you don't want the anime. I never have to interact with anime for the rest of my life, and thank God for that. <laughs> and they've got some Looney Tunes stuff, like original classic Looney Tunes. Not everything. I've seen people on Twitter already complaining about the lack of certain Looney Tunes cartoons, and those people need to get a life. And grow up and just go on YouTube or something. 
And then Studio Ghibli. Is he, am I pronouncing that correctly? Ghibli? That's the Miyazaki movies, right? Right. I mean, people love that stuff. I don't care again. Oh, it's oh, anime. I, I don't care. Harsh, bro. I truly don't care. I saw Princess Mononoke when I was in fifth grade in France, and it was a tremendous film. All right, cool, man. That's neat. So anyway, <laughs> some things that I've found on here that I've always wanted to watch. One is this British sitcom called Staff Let's Flats, which is about a rental agent in the UK. Uh, it's sort of like an office kind of workplace sitcom mixed with like a little Alan Partridge cringe comedy. I highly recommend that if you are looking for British comedy. There's the original Getting On. If you remember Getting On, that was the nurses sitcom that was on HBO. The original that was on the BBC is available. Some of these things, these British things, you could have seen on, on BritBox or Amazon Prime or something. But now a lot of these are on here. Doctor Who. The entirety of the 12 season run of the the new Doctor Who is on here. Mad TV. I don't understand that. Yeah, I saw that. They have all of them. They have the entire run of Mad TV, guys. It's crazy. Uh, I haven't thought about zero. Less less than than zero. zero, Agreed. A lot of Louis Theroux documentaries are available on here. Specifically, his one about the Westboro Baptist Church, which I think is mandatory viewing for anybody who is into stuff like that. We've mentioned Mr. Show. That hasn't been on streaming at all. Well, I thought HBO did add it to HBO Go not long ago. Oh, maybe. That's one of those things I don't desire to rewatch, but it exists. Yeah. It's there. You want it? Dave, how did you find these British shows? Because there isn't a British comedy hub. (laughs) Well, yes, exactly. That seems like a missed opportunity for them to brand a thing that people would be naturally interested in. But they haven't done that because they're really only focusing on the brands that they own. The only way to really get the the breadth of what is available on this service is to go to either movies or series and just hit A to Z and And just just scroll scroll through it, which is literally – what I am doing right now. Give me a sense, Dave, of the documentary selection. What are we talking? Classics up through contemporary stuff? I mean, HBO has been traditionally a very good producer of documentaries. So there's all the HBO documentaries you could possibly hope for yeah, from the modern era. Then yeah. there are documentaries that maybe were made in the UK, like the Louis Theroux documentaries I was talking about, but also... Keep in mind, HBO Max is designed to be a, a hub of video content for the entirety of Warner Media. So TBS, TNT, Bleacher Report, or or True TV. So Adam ruins everything that. is on. I here. don't like any of that stuff. I'm just saying. So reality comes in. There's the well, there's reality, but there's also a ton of documentaries, HBO documentaries, and otherwise. They do have Hoop Dreams. I'm pretty excited about that. I might rewatch Hoop Dreams. There you go. They've got uh, Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown from CNN. They do have Grey Gardens. Yeah. Jake. They have Grey Gardens, the doc, yeah. and they have Grey Gardens, the movie. So does that mean Netflix will be losing all of these things that it's yes. had recently? Absolutely. They're all gone. Forget about it. And that's why Netflix has been working so furiously hard on cranking out mediocre original shows so that when all of their contracts expire, they still have a full app for people to autoplay. They're eventually going to lose everything. 
in this. That is the idea. By the way, Nanook of the North is available. That's how classic these that, documentaries see, that That's pretty cool. I mean, having access to some of the fundamental documentaries is great. Well, some of those are Criterion documentaries. A lot, a lot of that stuff you would find on the Criterion channel yeah. for sure. Uh, and some of these, I don't know if there's going to be overlap. Because, for instance, I just watched The Brood, the David Cronenberg horror movie yeah. from the 70s on Criterion. And looking yeah. at the TCM hub on this app, it's also available on there. So I don't know if that stuff got pulled, uh, if it's going to be shared uh, on both services or what. But again, they, they it's don't a have the, the remastered version that Criterion did. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all the same, Jake. I think they're all the same mastering. Gold but, disc uh, version. <laughs> yeah, I don't get anything extra out of it because uh, it's a streaming thing now. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here. It's just unfortunate that each of these services is now just going to be its own content. Well, I mean, I guess it, it sounds like eventually we're just going to have to dish Netflix and go here. I'm ready whenever, honestly. Like you say, I mean, I, it's not like I'm I don't, not paying for Ozark. No, right, definitely not. Going to drop in and drop out. Sort what was of the like last great have. show Netflix made? We liked Mindhunter. Yeah, and that's like off the table now for years. Because Fincher was doing his movie. What's the last thing we really liked? Was it the Haunted House one? Haunting of Hill House. We did like that one. That's a while ago. Oh, you know what we love? Dark. Well, Dark we love. Yes, we do. I, got, I can't get rid of it because of Stranger Things. Right, Stranger Things. But That's not for me, for Jake. Jake. Your daughter will kill me. you, yes. <laughs> exactly. this, is, this is what they're hoping for, is if they have enough yeah. breadth of content, they don't have to have one successful show. They need two or three tent poles and then something that hey. appeals to everyone. It was the Natasha Leone show I was thinking Oh, of. Russian Doll. Russian yeah. Doll was fantastic. Would I pay for Netflix just for Russian Doll? Probably not. And that's, yeah. I think, a problem that some of these other services like CBS All Access have. Is, oh, that's the worst. If you don't care about Star Trek, then you're not going to keep it. I think most people who have CBS All Access have it for Star Trek. I think Certainly Netflix, the Twilight Zone, no, or or the Good Fight or whatever. Is, tell me a story or whatever <laughs> junk is on there. But CBS All Access <laughs> is going to be rebranded, and they're going to have everything from Comedy Central and MTV and VH1 and Nickelodeon and every other Viacom property on that service. So the, again, we're just continuing to go further and further into this hyperpolarization of content, and it's terrifying. But if you like watching movies and you're trapped inside like all of us are, then <laughs> I guess it's not that bad. Really challenging time finding anything I really care about right now. I really <laughs> enjoyed Mrs. America, but yeah. I'm not enjoying anything else. It's a fallow period for TV. I'm not dying for any of these shows to watch any of these shows. You've been pulling my teeth to watch normal people, and I just I don't care. <laughs> can't do it either, right? I totally Dave, don't care. Do and that's it, why right? I suggested we do this episode about HBO Max because at least I don't have to watch nine episodes of I normal too. people. Irish teenagers humping each other. Have you tried? I know this much is true. I have gotten a recommendation not just from you, but also from my oh, ex-wife. So now me. I really have to. I'm not recommending. But right now I'm I'm rewatching Strangers. <laughs> I'm not Candy. recommending. Oh, I thought you liked it. I thought you no. liked it. Can't oh. stand it, Maze. You check this thing out. Mm-mm. Not yet. Horrible. That bad, huh? Absolutely dreadful. 
This is HBO for you. This Remember, is what they're hoping you'll subscribe to HBO Max for, is original HBO content. shocked by AC's endorsement of this show. Yeah, the man needs to come on and explain himself for the, the choices that he's been making. I went through the Turner Hub couple more that stood out to me that I threw on the queue that I hadn't seen on streaming before that I'm excited to check out. We got Blood Simple. Okay. Coen Brothers debut. I saw that in the theater, my man. Oh, there you go. Flex. Flex. You don't do rewatches, so. <laughs> you know what? I can rewatch Coen Brothers. No problem. Okay. That's good to hear. Bonnie and Clyde, Breathless. Bonnie and Clyde is great. We got Deliverance on there for a certain kind of day. Maybe not today. Frankie and Johnny with Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. Never got into that one. Clute, I'm really excited to watch. The Alan oh. J. Pacula movie, I've never seen Classic. it, but I just watched Parallax View. Pacula's fantastic, I agree. I was really into his work. Is that Sutherland? Yeah, Sutherland and Jane Fonda. I will say this about the, the classic movies on here. There's a lot of good stuff, obviously. But I think if you are deciding between... Criterion and HBO Max. You're a classic and, and, and foreign film lover. You have to go with Criterion. Right. The price point is comparable. Yes. $10.99. It's cheaper. You get curation of the content in the sense that they pair double features for you. They have extra content like documentaries. All the special features on all the Criterion movies are on here. They have interviews with with people about the films. They have obscure, truly like unknown films. So if if you have to pick between the two, you only have the budget for one. I think you have to go Criterion. Criterion's if a very specific kind of experience, though. Oh, I understand, but that I'm saying if you are a lover of film and you are looking for something that's specifically for movies, if you're not watching. <laughs> the Mark Ruffalo twin show or insecure and you only watch old movies, you should 100% get the criterion collection. And I've thought about it. It's been enticing, but a couple more Le Samurai, which is about a French assassin. I'm really excited to watch that one. It's on criterion. There you go. <laughs> Maltese Falcon, classic film noir. I need to rewatch. I've seen that many times. Network. I think I've seen, but I want to watch again. Today I watched The Player with Tim Robbins. That was really fun. How did that hold up? Oh, very good. Very, very good. Altman. I think that's on Criterion, too. I'm sure it is. I, and I wonder what's going to happen with the rights to those, Dave. I wonder if they're going to both have it for a while or... The Player is a New Line movie, which means that it is owned by Warner Media. So it'll probably eventually disappear from Criterion. Postman Always Rings Twice. I've never seen that. Reds with Warren Beatty. Never seen that. Oh, never seen Reds. Nice, dude. You're psyched. Scanners, Cronenberg. I watched Dead Ringers, given our conversation about the twins. Oh, yeah. What do you think? In really the like that. And so that's only the second Cronenberg movie I've seen. So I'm starting to get into those movies. You seen Dead Zone? I watched the Dead Zone. I've seen Dead Ringers, but both in the last year. Most of the best, too, I think. They've got a lot of Kurosawa films on there. They Oh, I'm super excited to watch Solaris, which is Tarkovsky. That was an eh. eh? eh, eh. F for me. All right. Yeah, it was good. 
but it wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be based on all the things I had read. He seems very praised, so... Criterion has Stalker, which is his movie about uh, the Chernobyl exclusion zone. Thunderbolt Nightfoot with Jeff Bridges and Clint Eastwood. This crazy-looking Almodovar film from 1990 starring a very young Antonio Banderas. Tie me up, tie me down. God, dude. A classic. That's a classic. And then what about Bob with Bill Murray? Never seen that one either. So I have quite a list ahead of me to check out, and I'm pretty stoked on it. The big reason why I, we got HBO Max is because my girlfriend wrote on a TV show we thought was going to be on there because it was a true TV sketch comedy show. It didn't end up being on there at all because they they right. still have stuff that they they aren't putting out there. Right. Otherwise, I probably would have just like borrowed a password from somebody. But so I have this i have criterion i have sundance now because sundance has a bunch of british comedies i want to watch i have netflix borrowed password okay okay i don't pay i do not pay for netflix good it's a family account with my ex-wife you share custody of that as well you're not sharing the bill oh no no she pays for netflix i pay for the hulu and we share those too and then i have because hulu is such a waste of money it's a massive waste of money there are some things i like on there I watch 30 Rock. They have yeah. 30 Rock. Yeah. When Peacock launches, I'm canceling oh, Hulu God. most likely. Peacock is just going to absorb most of the stuff that I watch on Hulu, right? I thought yeah. this was NBC owned Hulu. But Hulu did acquire FX. Yeah, that's the nice thing they did. Which was a power move by them. Yeah, so you can watch Mrs. America and stuff like that, what we do in the shadows, stuff that if you don't have cable, you want to watch. So that, makes, so that makes it worthwhile. Every, um, every once in a while, though, really. But I Hulu, could go yeah. months without thinking about Hulu. Hulu is very irrelevant and extraneous in my life. And then, finally, I do, in fact, have Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. I got a free year. I got a free year. Prime? Yeah, because that just Prime comes. Too. Yeah, because I, I pay for Prime because, you know, you get the free yeah. shipping and stuff. Yeah. And- Here's what Warner should do. HBO Max. Two-day shipping. Let's get it on the docket. <laughs> of all my Looney Tunes I'm merchandise. All <laughs> I'm all in. Open a parks division while they're at it. Go full succession. <laughs> Maybe get a cruise line. <laughs> What's your usage rate like? Who's dominating the ball? Right now, I would say my usage rate is probably the highest for Amazon Prime. Okay. Interesting. Criti- oh, and I have Criterion. I don't know if I mentioned Criterion, but as we know, I have Criterion. What, what, Criterion and Amazon to- Prime are, are the top two right now. What keeps you coming back to Amazon Prime? Old movies. They do have a very good catalog of old movies. There's a lot of TV. There's a lot of movies. The originals are meaningless to me for the most part. I think there's a lot of really bad originals on there. Except for zero, zero, zero. I'm sure I'm missing something that is good. I like Maisel. 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 You you love Maisel, Maisel. I do love me some Midge Maisel. I can't stand dealing with Prime. It is the absolute worst awful interface it discourages you from exploring you know hulu's the next worst netflix probably has the best interface right yes like they used to be better i feel like they did used to be better they are hiding more stuff from you now yes that's like that's what i feel like with netflix it's like well that's the big algorithm in the sky jake they the rehoboam it's it's the the big meatball the problem with amazon prime (laughs) is that they are hiding a bunch of stuff for a good reason. Why? There is just a load of garbage on here. It is the, oh. the barrier for entry to get your content on Amazon Prime is clearly very low. 
<laughs> it's just like weird <laughs> videos of people unboxing action oh, figures true. and like, oh, oh, here's a trailer, a trailer <laughs> breakdown for the Justice League movie. Like, what is this? Like, how did this get on here? This isn't YouTube. This, yeah, <laughs> this is supposed to be premium content. But if you do enough digging, if you search the wrong thing, you're going to get something that is just not good and so they're hiding stuff for a reason the thing i do like about amazon prime though is you have the channels thing i can access cbs all access and watch picard and hate it from amazon prime <laughs> i can watch sundance now and watch weird bbc oh, sitcoms you can use it as through a there. portal okay because that's what apple wants you to do too with the Apple TVs. I don't have Apple TV money, so I'm not going to get an Apple TV. I, think, I mean, the Apple TV is a nice experience, but to me, it's just like, why pay all that money for a portal? Yeah, it means now, nothing. The Fire to me. Stick is fairly unreliable, I will say. It does crash and stuff. I've been rocking with the Roku for a few years and it mostly satisfied, but I wanted to mix it up. What's the Roku cost? Roku's cheap. You can get the little just plug in stick. Yes. For 30 bucks? Same as the Fire Stick. The next time I buy a TV, it's just going to be a smart TV that already has one of those on there. That's what I had last time before my TV got stolen out of my storage facility. I do like the Apple TV. It does have a direct interface to my Apple computer. So it's super easy to just bump my computer onto my screen if I want to do that. And the other thing I like about it, I know a lot of people complain about the remote. But at least it has good skipping because you can go back and forwards 10 seconds really easily on the Roku, on Netflix. It doesn't quite work. There's a weird glitchiness that happens, but the Apple TV is smoother in that department. But it definitely is unnecessarily expensive for what it does. The Fire Stick remote is clumsy as hell, and I hate it. And I'm constantly losing it, too. I know people complain <laughs> about the Apple TV remote getting lost, but I lose the amazon one way more than i ever lost my old apple tv because it's black it falls into the couch my son will throw it somewhere all right so we got some mixed feelings about hbo max but there is plenty to explore plenty to check out maybe jake will come around sounds to me like you guys are giving it a thumbs up though i'm happy with it hbo is my number one pick already and they just have more content now so yeah i like it i'm in can Netflix weather this onslaught? It's going to be the next three to five years, and then it'll be really interesting to see where they're at. If it's still the number one dog by leaps and bounds, because Netflix killed it in the quarantine. They really cleaned up. But they're going to need a big, big tentpole shows because people are going to start looking at that bill. They're going to say, yeah. well, I can't get Friends on Netflix. I can't get The Office on Netflix. I can't get the Harry Potter movies on Netflix. And they're going to start making other. serious choices. And I guess they really haven't been getting very many movies. They make movies. They just make them now, like The Irishman. They just got all the Back to the Futures, and they were pumping that. That was on the, the main page. Those are going away, too. That's going to be on Peacock. It's going to be strictly originals with them, and you're going to have to, like Amazon, I think, and right now, Amazon is is really trying to make a push into originals. And one of those two companies is going to be more successful than the other. And we'll see. This is the thing. This is why I think eventually Amazon's going to buy one of these corporations or Apple, meaning like a buy a Viacom or 
You know what I mean? So they have all of that content they can build into their streaming. Apple should have bought someone instead of doing Apple TV Plus. Right. Because <laughs> boy, right. did that not work well, out. It seems to me like what's going to happen now that all of these media conglomerates, traditional media conglomerates are consolidating their content and trying to compete and, and survive is instead of buying a movie studio or a, a TV studio or whatever, you know, one of these companies, they're going to buy theater chains. Mm. AMC is going to go bankrupt. Cinemark is going to go bankrupt. Who knows what's going to happen to smaller ones like Alamo Drafthouse, Arclight, any number of these theater chains are going to struggle to compete. And so as we get through this, this time and, and, you know, people not wanting to be out and about, Amazon, Apple, Netflix are going to look at these companies and say, at some point, we can just buy these up. This is our yeah. growth opportunity yeah. is to put out our own movies in our own theaters and then transition them from the theater to our service and control the means of production and distribution from beginning to end. Because I don't know if you know this, but this used to be illegal. <laughs> that kind of stuff used to yeah, be I know. legal. Wow. I know. A Supreme Court ruling made it illegal and a violation of antitrust laws to own a movie studio and a theater chain. And that is gone. And that is what's next. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the TV Book Club. For Dave Schilling, Jake Hoy, I'm Anthony Mays. And we'll see you next week for I'm Not Sure What.